0: The Business Without Boundaries podcast is for multi-passionate entrepreneurs who crave the freedom to create a career in life on their own terms. Because we know that the next best thing to having a business that allows you to work whenever and wherever you want is having a company that rewards you well for your time and talent invested. Okay, welcome to the Business Without Boundaries podcast. My name is Amy Hayes. I'm your host. And today I have a super fun guest, Colleen of Silver Lining Social, that's here to talk to us all things Instagram and visibility. So, welcome, Colleen.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Of course. So I first connected with you on, of course, Instagram, where is it um, has been my playground for collaborations and connecting lately and uh, really loved your content. And we jumped on a call and found that we had a lot in common. So I thought it'd be really fun to have you on the podcast.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And so can you tell me a little bit about your story and, and how you came to become an uh, Instagram strategist?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I, like a lot of business owners that I know now, was working the the round-the-clock, nine-to-five corporate life, um, totally unfulfilled. I just, I wasn't happy. I knew I wanted something more. I knew I was more of a creative person than like the corporate setting person. So originally, I was just doing Instagram freelance and just kind of on the side for fun, a little side hustle. Yeah. Yeah. But the more I did it and the more immersed I became, I mean, it really opened my eyes to the opportunity that there is out there just on Instagram alone. Um, So eventually I just started taking on more clients and now I am full-time Instagram strategy.
0: So exciting. It's always fun when you watch a side hustle bloom into being able to say, I'm saying goodbye to the cubicle and stepping fully into the role of being my own boss.
1: Yes, definitely a shift, but a very good one.
0: Yeah. And is there a reason that you, did you just naturally gravitate towards Instagram or was that a strategic move?
1: I kind of have a little background with it. I used to have a personal blog um, and I realized as I was blogging, I didn't necessarily like the actual blogging aspect, but I loved the Instagram side where I was sharing my blog and making connections and meeting people. And you know, as time went on, I was like, I don't even really want the blog anymore. I kind of just want to do Instagram. Um, and that's how I shifted into just doing some freelance Instagram. Um, because you know, when you're doing something like blogging or now having a business and you start sharing it, it's just crazy how many amazing connections you can make. So that was kind of the side that I gravitated to.
0: Yeah, I think that's a natural shift because blogging or Instagram really took the place of blogging because you can use it as a micro blog with, you know, writing the captions and it's visually oriented. So you have like your post is like your feature image and then you can have exactly. sharing your message. So like there's no, and the audience is right there. You don't have to drive them to your website, which was the traditional blogging objective. So it makes right. it, um, I think it makes that a natural flow.
1: It it is. And I mean, for me, I think there's a lot of people out there who maybe enjoy the writing. Um, for me, it was starting to just not be worth it to have an actual blog because it was the writing those long posts that I just, it wasn't me. I was more like, I want to put the pretty pictures out there. I want to just kind of share what I'm doing and have it kind of on like that smaller micro blog scale.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So how long ago was this that this was all happening?
1: I had a blog in 2016 and I actually stopped it in like mid 2017 and then from 2017 to the end of 2018 I was just doing some freelance in my side hustle and then um, I've been full-time in my business since just May 2019 awesome yeah just a couple months ago
0: yeah exciting well congratulations on making the the big shift thank and, you um, so is there anything, it like, sounds like it's like kind of gradual. I think a lot of us in the digital space started with blogs and then the other one's like, oh, content creation and all these things. And we're coming at it from that side where it was all about driving traffic. It was all about getting followers. It was like you were leveraging your audience. If you wanted to monetize your blog, Like that was where the, um, the metrics mattered. So mm-hmm. how is that different now that you're – Using Instagram more as a business that's um, connecting with potential leads and not not just advertisers.
1: So I think the biggest difference is in kind of what you just said. You know, in the past and maybe with blogging, a lot of it is centered on the number of followers that you have. Where I think now a lot of people can see that there is a shift where your number of followers does not necessarily equal your amount of success. Um, I think a lot of it now is the engagement, creating connections, um, social proof. You know, I love testimonials from my clients. I love when people leave me a nice comment that I can share with others. I think those things actually kind of factor in more now than the amount of followers. You know, for example, in coaching, you might not necessarily pick a business coach based on the number of followers they have, but rather, does their personality fit you? What kind of messaging are they putting out? Do you like their tone? Um, it's kind of more content and message and engagement driven, I think, than number of followers.
0: Right. So those vanity metrics kind of aren't nearly, nearly as important in these sort of business models as that, like showing up genuinely and sharing from a place of, you know, we say like operate from a place of service, give value, all that stuff. But it is an opportunity to, um, let your personality shine through and see if some people are going to vibe with you.
1: Right, exactly, exactly.
0: So for somebody who's just starting out and is maybe, um, or maybe they have a new company or a new account or something like that and they're really trying to get some visibility, what would be your um, like top, I say like top three tips or the first thing they should do?
1: I would say three really important things. One is consistency. It's not enough, especially in the beginning, to just show up whenever you feel like it you, you know, you want to become known, become consistent, whether that's posting every single day or maybe every other day, whatever that may be for you, keep it consistent. Mm -hmm. That's how kind of that algorithm, even though it's constantly changing, will recognize you. It really is not based on like, oh, this person posts every day. It's what are you doing consistently with your specific account? So we know when you post that we can show it to the people following you. So Consistency is super key. I think engagement, you really kind of get what you give with that. So instead of just scrolling, you know how they always say stop the scroll, Yeah. actually do something with that scroll. You know, maybe on the first 10 pictures that you scroll past, leave a meaningful comment. Um, those people might end up checking out your page and get back to you with something else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think the last thing is just – the content you're putting out um especially in the very beginning people want to know who you are and what do you do so you know down the road when you kind of have a following and you want to just keep up with posts it's okay to kind of share those cookie cutter fluffy posts but in the beginning you really want to get your message out why should people follow you why should they care otherwise you're not going to build that audience in the first place
0: all right so so like if- say if you're just trying to get yourself known or get your name out there, like really focus more on sharing parts of your story that you can of course tie to your services. If you're a business, like you need to, you know, um, what's the word weave what you do into right, right. your content. But yeah, cause you see all these huge posts that are not Petra these posts by these huge accounts that are just like a, a funny quote and all this stuff and everybody sees them getting fantastic engagement. And then they think, oh, I need to be funny. That's the key to beat the, the dirty A-word algorithm. And, you know, so, um, but is that more because they already have a big following so they can get away with a little less robust content?
1: I, that's, that's truly what I think. And I guess that's kind of an opinion piece on my part. But they already have a big following for whatever reason it is. Back when they first started out, they were putting something out there that people were attracted to. And now that they kind of have that audience or following or fan base, whatever you want to call it, they can kind of more get away with the fluffy stuff. I know for me personally, if I'm checking out a brand new account and they only have 10 to 20 posts, little followers, maybe they're like literally brand new. Yeah. If I can't figure out who they are and what their story is and what they're trying to offer me within those first few posts, I'm going to be confused. I'm not going to You know, I'm going to be like, okay, well, what do you do? Yeah. So I think that's why putting that message and story out right off the bat, not to mention with that kind of content, you can really speak personally in your own voice and that will draw people in because it just makes it more real.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense because you're giving somebody an opportunity to have a point of connection with you. And I think one of the biggest complaints that a lot of people have about social media is that it just becomes a numbers game. It's like, well, it's just, you know, like if a big account interacts with you or follows you, then you know, like, I'm not going to I'm not going to even bother because in three days they're going to unfollow me Mm -hmm. versus if you can approach it from more of a, I'm connecting with, with other humans. And I know that so-and-so like shares a story about her dog or, you know, whatever it may be, then it gives people more of a, something tangible, to yep. connect with, than just like a uh, quip or quote.
1: It's just makes it so much more human, and I mean, it's social media. You know, we're on there to be social, and that kind of dry, cookie cutter fluff up. It's it's not always going to cut it. I kind of want to like follow somebody because I can relate to them in some way, or I like the tone that they put their messages out with, and that's why I think you know, if you can and you are just starting out, that's an amazing opportunity to, you know, just go right off the bat with who you are and what you're all about and set that tone for the rest of your time on Instagram.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of, you know, consistency versus frequency. So Mm -hmm. like I have heard the advice that like you should post every day or multiple times a day and all these things. And like, it can be so easy to fall down the content creation rabbit hole and you spend all your time. Like I have to, I have to get stuff on Instagram. I have to scroll like because then you have the mindless scrolling that eats up our energy as well. The, you know, Oh, I'm, I have a couple minutes during a commercial break. I'm just going to scroll real quick and we don't right. realize how much mental energy and, and you know, all of that, that the mindless scrolling takes, takes from us.
1: Oh, it does. It definitely takes a toll. And I just think with consistency versus frequency one it allows you to put out more meaningful content and whatever that consistency means to you it's better to put out quality than quantity so if you're thinking oh i have to post two times a day every day i mean i know i personally i don't have enough content to post two times a day every day so i'm not going to do it because it's going to all be fluff whereas i can pretty much every single day which is just what works for me personally, put something out there, whether it's a tip about Instagram, a how-to, a package I'm selling. So I think, you know, consistency is better than frequency. And the other issue with frequency is with that algorithm and with the use of hashtags and all that jazz, sometimes you end up competing against yourself Yes. (laughs)
0: your
1: own up Yes. If you post too often, like, you know, if I post in the morning and then I feel the need to post six hours later, well, I don't even know that my first post gained all the traction that it could have yet, but here I go posting again. And, you know, again, that's totally unique to every person and every account, but it's definitely something to look at and yeah. everybody should try to look and see, okay, what works for me?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the, um, key points to keep in mind in anything you try in your business is that this might work for so-and-so and that might work for so-and-so, but somewhere in the middle or somewhere there's going to be what works for you. And mm-hmm. you don't have to follow the exact strategy that worked for somebody else.
1: Exactly. It's, yeah. it's totally unique to each person in each business.
0: Yeah. So what would you say for somebody who is using Instagram for business and they're trying to get leads and they're trying to connect with potential clients, like what is the biggest mistakes that people are making these days?
1: Oh, there's a few. (laughs) One, not using local hashtags, especially if you are a local business. Now, if you're an online business, that's not so much, but I can't think of anything worse than being like a local business where you're trying to get your neighborhood to become your clientele. And if I look at your profile and I don't see your location, um, you're not using any hashtags that I could look, you know, for example, I live in St. Pete, Iger St. Pete, huge hashtag. I quite frankly, I look at that a lot and I'm sure a lot of other people do to see like what's going on in St. Pete. If you're not using those, you could be missing out on a lot of people who maybe want your services and they don't know you exist. So that's one. Two, I would say not having any type of call to action or website in your bio. Mm-hmm. The thing about Instagram is we're on it because it's easy to use. It's easy for me to get on my phone and search Saint Pete hair salon when I want to get my hair done and scroll through and say, Oh, I like this picture. This is who I want to do my hair. Okay. Well, let's say I click there. You have no website. Right. Well now you've made it hard for me. So I'm going to go to the next person. You want to have some type of concrete website or call to action where once somebody does show interest in that Instagram account, they can easily get to a website, book an appointment online, make the purchase from Instagram basically, you want to make it easy for the consumer. That's why we're using Instagram in the first place.
0: Right. Yeah, that's like basic user experience too on a website. Like if your, you know, buttons or your email address for all that is buried in the content somewhere, then like you're making the, the site visitor or the, you know, if someone's viewing your profile on Instagram, you're making them work for it. And they're mm-hmm. not going to it so they can you said like they'll just go to the next photo they like or the next account that actually does have that phone number or email button or whatever like easily findable
1: and I think a lot of it has to do with how we are now because we have social media available I think it's really important for business owners to remember that the consumer experience no longer begins like just when they walk through the door it's probably already started before that. It has started from your Instagram page. It has started from trying to get in touch with someone through DM or email. It has started on your website. So I think like it's so important to keep those things up to date because most likely a lot of us are searching online before we're picking up the phone and making phone calls anymore.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And for those of us in the digital space, like, there's so much, like, we are, we don't have that opportunity for something to walk through the door physically. So, like, mm-hmm. our Instagram profile or that, you know, link in bio or even the invitation to the, the DM is our, you know, them, a client walking through the door. For-
1: That's our digital doorway. Exactly. 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 And I've used that before to talk to people um, because they wonder about, like, pictures and content to put out and you kind of have to think of like your feed is your your storefront that's what people see when they're window shopping right and then everything they do from there on like you want to be checking your messages every day you want to be checking your emails every day because a lot of people could be trying to get in contact with you there and if you're not up to date with using that yet once again you're missing out on potential customers
0: right Right, it could be like you know if people are walking through your front door and you're just hanging out in the back, chatting around the coffee machine. You're like, oh, <laughs> "It's fine," you know. We're not. Ready to <laughs> hey. Here. We're, not open. we're just kind of here to look at. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I can see how that could be an issue. Um, yes. So, what about somebody who feels like they like they have a clear call to action, or maybe several? Like they're using Linktree or something like that to direct people who come to their profile. Their putting some offers or some information in their captions, but they just don't seem to be getting any results.
1: It's so tough because Instagram does not make it easy for us. They're constantly changing how they want people to see content. And, you know, we've all, again, the dirty A word, we have (laughs) all, especially right now, been dealing with algorithm changes. The only advice I can give, because I'm right there with everybody, you know, I'm in the same boat. I have to readjust, realign, figure out what works for me and what doesn't. And sometimes I have to change my own strategy. My biggest advice is to just keep with it and be patient. It's, it's not a reason to give up. It doesn't mean you're never going to see leads or customers from Instagram again. And I try to remind people of this. There are billions, like billions with a B of people using Instagram. And some people just say, like, oh, well, I don't think my my dream client or my target audience is out there. Well, no. There's billions of people using Instagram. (laughs) They're out there. It really just takes cause consistency and patience and not quitting, you know? I think a lot of people get beaten down by that algorithm and they think, Oh, well, I just don't need Instagram or it doesn't work for my business. And I have to disagree with that because I just think if anything, Instagram's, you know, not going away anytime soon. And the best we can do is just adapt.
0: Yeah, and I really think that Instagram still is, like Facebook's become pretty much a pay to play game for for business pages, which is fine. You know, it's still, we're fairly cheap to run a Facebook ad to like an opt-in or, you know, something along those lines. But, um, Instagram still seems to be mostly free. Like you see sponsored posts and things like that, but there's still a lot of people that are getting a lot of traction from, you know, using stories or still posting in their feed, things like that. So it's still primarily, I feel like, um, it's not required to deposit, you know, see what result to get back out.
1: It's really not. I mean, I have found every client I have through Instagram and I have not once paid to sponsor a post or run an Instagram ad Um, and that's not to say that I haven't been impatient myself sometimes or that it hasn't been hard but I've just kept plugging away and that's honestly just the best thing that we can do and it's kind of nice to know like okay at least during these tough times right now and it's kind of slow and it's kind of dragging but hey at least I'm not you know money's not coming out of my pocket that kind of makes it a little bit easier to deal with
0: yeah yeah, and that's an argument as well. Like, so many of us that have digital businesses, um, we're not paying, like, overhead on rent or, you know, something like that. So, you know, if we are spending a little extra time experimenting on what's going to work to bring us leads, then, you know, that's okay. Like, again, we're not, right. you know, we're not just throwing burning money um, while we're spending we're burning hours maybe, but it's okay. <laughs> Just a
1: few hours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just a few. Like, said, there, say, like there's times when like you're gonna be a bit more busy because you might be in, a, in an experimentation mode or something like that. And there's always gonna be ebbs and flows. And maybe right now is a time where everybody's a little bit like experimenting with what's going to work on Instagram with the new right. algorithm update and the new features and and then, you know, maybe in a couple months or something like that, we'll be like, okay, here's what seems to be working for me right now. But it's, it's kind of a constant, like you say, you revisit your own strategy. Like it needs that tending. It does.
1: It does. And honestly, again, that's, that's the best thing that we can do. I mean, what other options are there? You know, you've just always got to be aware of your strategy and, and you know, able to make changes able to adapt and just stay positive with it
0: So when you say strategy I, just for those because strategy I feel like strategy marketing launching brand, there are all these like blanket broad terms that people mm-hmm. toss around and um, so what would be like a specific example of a strategy that you would recommend someone to try
1: when I'm like working with my clients and we're talking strategy I'm usually talking with them about what is your plan for Instagram as a whole. So one client's strategy is going to look totally different than somebody else's. But I think it's about one, what is your message and your why? You know how we always say, what is your why? Are you going to use that message in every piece of content that you create to push that meaningful content? Okay, so there you go. This person in their strategy, they want to talk about their why. Okay, Okay, well, how often do you want to do that? I want to do it every other day. Okay, so so far your strategy is to send out really powerful personal messaging every other day. Okay, then you have the next step, hashtags. Okay, well, are you going to use 80% hashtags that have over 100,000 uses and then 20% of the smaller hashtags and that, you know, hashtags are annoying. We all know it. They get really technical, but yeah. that's part of your strategy too. And now even more than that is we have Instagram stories. and that might be part of somebody's strategy. Okay, so you're posting every other day, but maybe you want to show your face on your stories every single day so that people don't forget about you on those days off. Um, It's just, I think for me, what strategy means is what is your specific plan to use the app? Like what are you specifically going to do for your business and how are you going to do it? And it's gonna be different for everybody.
0: Right. That's like, you know, it's basically creating an action plan of here's the steps I'm going to follow that I'm going to test until I see what this, I always say when you're, when you're doing anything in your business, look at it like a math problem. So if A plus B equals C, so if A's, let's say your, your, what you're talking about, like if you're talking about your Y and the frequency and then, you know, B is the hashtags you're using. Then you know C will be your result, and you can play with A and B until you get what you result- want as the result. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's such a good way to look at it.
0: Yeah, keeping it simple here. We always like <laughs> as many moving parts as possible because otherwise you can just get completely overwhelmed and you need to go take a nap. <laughs> so.
1: Well, sometimes I can even be a snowball. It's such you know Instagram's such a monster in a way, and yeah. I can start talking about it and get on a really big roll of all the different parts and all of that little background stuff that a lot of people don't think about. So, yeah, sometimes it's hard to rein that in.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's definitely, you know, like with anything, there's like opportunities to go a layer deeper and a layer deeper and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And I think that I think that might be one of the things that makes it feel so daunting or exhausting to people because they know that there's all these other capabilities and they're if they're not using it to its full potential, then what's the point? Like they're not doing it right. They should just give up. They're not gonna, they're never going to get it anywhere anyways. And, um, you know, that is a, that's a tough mindset to, to overcome or even just to recognize that it's driven by thoughts, not by, you know, actual data.
1: Right. Yeah, it's just that overwhelm. And I think we've probably all been there both in business and in personal life. When you have like this huge thing in front of you, sometimes it's easier to just not do anything about it and let it sit in your head rather than take action. And I think as overwhelming as Instagram can be for those people who are feeling that overwhelmed, there are so many resources, both free and paid on the app. And, you know, utilize those. Follow social media managers who are constantly giving out free tips and how to's, Um, you know, invest in a coach, do whatever, do whatever it is that you think you need to do and tell yourself that you can do it and that it will work for you. Because once you flip that mindset, it honestly becomes easier. And I think, you know, I kind of believe in manifesting those results. You know, if you say you're going to do it and see results, you will.
0: Yeah, completely. I mean, basically, we we subconsciously set ourselves up for that result that we we either we want or we don't want. Like if we're so convinced that it's not going to work for us, then like we're subconsciously sabotaging ourselves and our efforts because it's going to be harder to be consistent. It's going to be harder to show up and engage we're probably going to be mindlessly scrolling on Instagram and then be like, Hey, look, I spent 45 minutes on Instagram today. I have no results, but really it right. was spend your time like kind of ghost lurking. Mm-hmm. Those problems, yeah, Maybe liking stuff and it's not getting noticed.
1: And that's where the scroll I think even gets worse because the minute you do the mindless scroll, not only are you not using Instagram effectively, but you are then probably scrolling by people who are showing up and are doing it. And you don't know what struggles they're going through, but your immediate thought is, Oh my gosh, they're doing it so much better than me or they're so awesome. I'll never have a successful Instagram or business like theirs. And I mean, really we're all going through the same Instagram problems. What you're seeing when you scroll is the people who are doing something about it. And I think if you're in that negative mindset, and you do the scroll, it just makes it so much worse.
0: You're stuck. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So what would you say to somebody who is stuck in the mindless scroll quagmire?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would say, honestly, I would say sign off. Um, I would say if you're just mindlessly scrolling and you're not on Instagram with some type of goal or action step in mind, sign off and come up with that. So let's say you're in that negative mindset, you're in that overwhelm and you're like, I see other people doing it, but I can't. Okay, sign off for a little bit, fix that mindset. And then when you go back on, make sure it's with a purpose. For example, maybe next time you sign on, you look at your competition. You know, let's say you're a local spa. Maybe the next time you sign on, instead of just scrolling, scrolling, Hating your business, hating yourself, hating your Instagram. Yeah. You say, okay, you know, there's other spas, local and not local. What are they doing? Do they have something that they're doing on Instagram that works? Do they have a big following and a lot of really good reviews? And how did they get them? What are they doing that I'm not? Um, I think checking out your competition never hurts. Um, but my point being, the next time you go on there, don't just scroll, come up with some type of plan or step you can make something concrete that you can actually work on it'll make you feel productive and in turn it can help you kind of like get out of that negative mindset where you're not really doing anything about it
0: yeah so it's kind of like setting up a smart goal for how you're using instagram like if you sign in you say i'm going to check out three of my competitors accounts like especially ones that inspire you and you can look at them Mm -hmm. from a positive place and not a like just beat yourself up even more place And, um, you know, say, okay, I'm going to look at three of my competitors accounts so I can get some inspiration. And then I'm going to go comment on five new accounts and, you know, have engagements, you know, something more, something more that you can tick off the box because scrolling doesn't tick any box. It just, it's just there.
1: Exactly. And I actually just really love the example you gave. Like I would, I would tell somebody who was in that rut to kind of do exactly that check out three competitors, leave however many comments, put up an Instagram story or two done. There's your action plan. You showed up, you made use of your time. You didn't mindless scroll. And I really think that makes all the difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause we always tell people like when we're coaching clients that like, it's in the small wins, like, especially if you're having trouble getting going and you're in a rut or you don't know what to do next, just lay out the next small win, the next step. Mm-hmm next three steps become more clear, and you can start building momentum. Like Even if it's just like, I'm gonna comment on one post today and do one story if you're completely overwhelmed. Something along those lines that you can say, hey, I did it, tomorrow I'm gonna do the same thing, and you can start to build a small habit without like totally overloading your to-do list.
1: Right, and then the greatest thing that I love when people say and I love when they kind of go by is, okay, then stack those wins keep track, Um, you know, reward yourself, be proud of yourself, do whatever. But then, you know, a week, a month, a couple months down the road, you can look back and be like, oh my gosh, I started with this win and now look how many I have. And you stack those up and you feel like you've actually made some type of change, progress, whatever it may be, you'll feel better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because I think so many of us, we don't give ourselves enough credit like we still look at how much farther we want to go and how big that distance is. And we don't bother to ever look back and say, but here's how far I've already come. And I love your idea of like tracking it, write it down. Katie and I are huge spreadsheet nerds. Like we're always tracking everything so that we, cause we always say like once you have it out of your head and it's on paper, then it just becomes data. And if yeah. you start to use the data to prove, like collect the wins and prove to yourself that you, you can do it and it is working and look how much farther you've come in X amount of time or, you know, whatever it may be, then you can say, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I still have farther to go till I'm at my, you know, my big goal, but look how far I've come. Like I'm getting there. I am doing it instead of I still have so much to do.
1: Yeah. I think that's exactly right. And I think that's why, and it it sounds so difficult to say because, you know, especially in, my job I'm trying to keep people from getting overwhelmed and this kind of I think adds to it a little but right right off the bat when you're trying to make that change keep track check your insights once a week put them in an excel sheet because you don't really realize like you said like you don't realize the growth if you don't watch it over time and you kind of just feel like it's going really slow or going nowhere at all whereas if you really put that down you can look back a couple weeks or to when you first started and you will see, okay, maybe you have a few more followers, maybe your impressions are raising up, maybe more people are clicking to your website, whatever it may be, but there are those wins, keep track because yeah, you're probably making more progress than you think.
0: Right. You can take all the time and energy that you're putting into mindlessly scrolling to create these sheets you're still feeling productive, but you're actually doing something that's going to mentally prepare you to continue to show up consistently on Instagram, especially on the days when you feel like it's totally pointless.
1: But yeah. It's, it's back. so motivating. It really yeah. is so motivating when, you know, and, and I've even been there, like I have my weeks where I might not show up on stories at all. Cause I'm just, I'm just not feeling it. And I am I'm not practicing what I preach. And let me tell you, my reach and my profile views and my impressions, they go way down when I do that. So the next week I have to reassess and say, okay, even if I don't feel like it, I've got to do it anyway. Right. Once you see that it really makes a difference, it is so motivating to want to just get on there and keep going.
0: Yeah. I'd say it's kind of like, I I like to tie analogies back to running and like, let's say you're training for a half marathon. They always say like the hardest part of running is actually putting your shoes on and getting out the door. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and the first mile perhaps, but after that, like you kind of get in a groove, and you're like, okay, all right. Your, your body and your mind's like, we're doing this thing. We're really do okay, fine. We're doing this thing. <laughs> it's a bit like, again, like social media, like you're not going to come sprint out the door and try to get a thousand followers in a week, you know, whatever it may be like, but if you can slowly build up that stamina and, you know, not quote unquote, overtrain yourself. Yeah, you you
1: are minute. actually talking to a six-time half marathon runner here, and um, <laughs> the beginning is kind of when you like try too hard, and then like your shins hurt, like your shins, yeah. shins are killing you, and you're like. Okay, let me take a step back and and reassess my <laughs> Whoa, plan, and then and that. then you can and then you can ease in. So that's definitely a good, good analogy, and I've definitely been there, both yeah, running I mean, and Instagram.
0: Yeah, you think about it like the race that everybody's lined up and they're like, let's go, and then by like mile whatever, like everyone's straggling. You've got a few that are like, it's fine, keep going. I'm I quit, you know. Yeah really is like it's just like if it was businesses all lined up and the ones that are shooting out the door like it's not a sustainable pace so that right slow steady measured because you're tracking it growth whether it's followers or impressions or whatever numbers you want to look at to say hey this is working people are responding to my stories okay i'm going to spend some more time there maybe i can post to my feed a little less or post to them monday wednesday friday whatever it may be They like, come up with your what consistent scheduling looks like for you and then use those numbers to influence when you change your strategy versus the emotional drama that goes in in our heads about like, it's not working for me. I'm burnt out. There's no point. I'm going to quit.
1: Exactly. And it's, it's so avoidable. So even just those minor changes can really make the biggest difference.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, is there any other tips that you have for anybody when it comes to like using Instagram for visibility?
1: Again, just my biggest tips are make sure that people can figure out who you are the minute they get to your page. Um, so you know you want to optimize your Instagram bio. Make sure that it's going to work for you, and just that consistency we talked about and and patience. Just stick with it, keep showing up. The more you show up, the harder it is for people to ignore you. So come up with your schedule that works for you. And Instagram will start to put that algorithm in your favor a little bit. (laughs) So
0: yeah, I love that. The more you show up, the harder it is for people to ignore you. That's That sticks with me because yeah, Yeah. that you can't argue that logic. You just (laughs) can't. (laughs) So awesome. And where can people find you?
1: They can find me at Instagram. My handle is silver lining social and that's where I'm hanging out all the time.
0: Awesome. I'll link. I'll definitely be sure to link to it in the show notes. And if anything else that you have awesome coming up, um,
1: um, I am, like I said, I'm just hanging out on Instagram every day. I am offering a new Instagram coaching package that I actually just launched today, the day of this um, podcast. So that kind of worked out. Um, it is a 10-week one-to-one coaching package. So for 10 weeks straight, we will have a one-hour Zoom call each week. We'll cover Instagram from the bottom up. I'm talking all those fundamentals, everything we just talked about in this podcast and more. Um, kind of like a really nice 10 week how to for Instagram. Um, So that can be found on my Instagram page as well. And people can always DM me, chat with me, leave me some comments. I love to talk to people. So that's where I am.
0: Show up as a human on there and say hi.
1: Yes, yes, come (laughs) chat with me.
0: (laughs) All right, perfect. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today.
1: Of course, it was awesome.
0: And listeners, if you are enjoying these podcast episodes and these chats, then please go check it out on iTunes. I finally got the podcast approved and automatically posting on Apple Podcasts. So go subscribe, leave a review, share it with your friends. That really helps us get to new ears. All right, guys, talk to you next week. Alright everyone, if you enjoyed today's episode, then head on over to the Business Without Boundaries private Facebook group. This is a group that Katie and I created to connect with you, chat with you, answer your questions, and generally foster a community of other multi-passionate entrepreneurs who are getting it done. To join, go to facebook.com forward slash biz, B-I-Z, WO Boundaries and answer the three questions that pop up when you click on join. And once you're in, then we can continue the conversation and um, get to know you better. We believe 100% in the power of community to connect, collaborate, and grow together. And we so look forward to seeing you there.